Welcome to the SBCN Small Biz Podcast, your connection to the small business community. Thanks for listening. We're dedicated to bringing you the best small business trends and tips. Visit us online at sbcncanada.org to find other ways we can help your small business flourish. everyone, it's Linda Ockel Jenner here, co-founder of the Small Business Community Network. And this afternoon, I'm very happy to have a special guest, the other co-founder of the SBCN, Dave Ockwell Jenner. Well, you could say special, but yeah, I, it's not often I get to be on the podcast, so very happy to be with you all today. And uh, we came up with an idea um, a couple of weeks ago, and we've just about found the time to do it this afternoon, Dave. Uh, what is our brilliant idea that we're going to talk about? Well, that's right. So uh, Linda and I have been running the Small Business Community Network now for 17 years or so. And uh, throughout that time, we obviously get a whole bunch of people asking us a, a ton of questions about small business. So today we thought we would actually cover some of the more popular small business myths that have been uh, floated our way over those years. Oh, I like that idea, Dave. So um, what, is the, what is the first topic we're going to cover in that um, area, Dave? Yeah, well, I think one of the, uh, the, the ones we get probably most frequently is around digital marketing and specifically around websites. So quite frequently we hear, oh, I'm going to build this great website and it's going to be amazing and it'll have all these features and then lots of people will come to my website and buy my goods. And it doesn't really work that way, does it? No, it doesn't. It's a shame because we're not saying that as a brand new small business or large business, in fact, you shouldn't have a website what we are saying is it's not a magnet, it's not a magic wand, and the people will not come unless you do some things that are actionable that means you're drawing people to your website. What would some of those things be, Dave? Well, I mean, first off, you're absolutely right. A, a website is not a magnet. It will not attract people on its own. So you have to spend some time trying to get people to come. So first, I would suggest, you know, give them a reason to be there. You know, whether that's compelling content, whether it's activities that they find engaging, whether it's products and services that they can actually research and, and you know, physically do something on your website, um, that's a great way. Yeah, and what, what I would add is, um, yes, find a reason for them to be there, but how do they know about you in the first place? So one of the things that I um, share with, you know, the SBCM members and, and my clients is basically have at least some online brand presence, um, ways that your customers, your target market can find you. Yeah, it's very important. I mean, if you think about it, there are billions and billions of people on the planet um, and, and a bunch of them have websites, right? <laughs> it's not just you. So in order for you to get found, that's not just going to be Google. You're going to have to find ways of telling people that your website exists and, and where to find it. Networking is a great way to do that, Dave. Networking is an exceptionally good way to do that. Yeah, so whether you network with us or, or you network with other organizations or whether you network online, basically you've got to be memorable. People have to remember your name, your business name, and you have to be searchable. And then they will come to your website, but it doesn't mean they're going to buy from you use your widgets unless you do some of the the um, tasks that, you know, we've been talking about today. Um, got to move on quickly to the next topic. What's that one, Dave? Well, I think the other one, it's got to be tying for first place in terms of how popular we get the question. But, you know, a lot of people 
when they start their small business and we kind of ask them, you know, well, why are people going to buy your product or use your service? And the automatic answer is because I'm really good at what I do or it's the best product out there. Well, the problem with that, I think, is, you know, everybody says that, right? So either everybody has the best product or service or, you know, something's not quite right. That's a good one. That's a good one. So obviously in, in those uh, first few months or first years, um, the people that will know about your product and will probably buy your product are your family and your friends. But then how, Dave, do we, you know, if, if our product doesn't stand out as the best and, and it's a little bit difficult to say everything is the best, how can we encourage people to buy our product or service? Yeah, well, I think it's important to recognize that, you know, the quality of your service or product is is very much a perception thing. So you may say, I have the best product and it's really great, or I have the best service and the quality is amazing. I'm not saying that that's unimportant, but to the consumer, to the person who's going to buy that product or service, it maybe isn't the most important thing for them. They may think price is more important. They may think longevity is more important. So, you know, when you actually think about how am I going to promote my uh, my products and my services, think of some of those things as well. And also, also the culture, you know, within your company today, a lot of people are concerned with whether you care about the environment, whether you care about animals, whether you care about, you know, um, making stuff locally. So those are some of the, the really good points we would have you take a look at, um, you know, if, if you want to, you know, sell your products and services, it's not about being the best. Yeah, I, I probably would just add one bit, right? So usually when people say, you know, give that answer, oh, because my service is the best, you know, <laughs> around, I counter with, so what? And if they can come up with an answer beyond that, then I, then I know they're on to something. You're just mean, Dave. I'm very mean. <laughs> <laughs> and our, our last one in, in this topic, uh, what, what would that one be? So uh, the other one we hear a lot is uh, sort of around pricing and pricing strategies. And a lot of small businesses will try and undercut the competition. So they'll drop their prices as a way of, of winning business. And, uh, you know, that that could go wrong in a whole bunch of ways. It's a big, big mistake for the simple reason you're going to, first of all, attract the wrong kind of customers. You're going to attract the customers who are not going to be loyal. They're just going to come to you because you're lower, and then the lowest price will be the next person. Also, if you don't do as good job as the person, the business they left to come to you, then you're going to have a really bad reputation even though you've cut your price. So um, I think it's a really bad idea, Dave. Yeah, and I mean, ultimately, it's it's a race to the bottom, right? You, you lower your price to win some business, your competitor lowers their price. Give you an example, uh, you know, years ago, I used to be a DJ. And as a DJ, you would get paid. And then everybody wanted to be a DJ. So people would drop their prices and drop their prices. Nowadays, it's flipped round completely 180, right? You get a lot of establishments that, you know, say, we're not going to pay for a DJ, we're going to let you come in. And if you're really good, you know, we'll, uh, we'll let you come in and you pay us $50 or whatever. Yeah, so it's kind of gone completely, completely the wrong way. And also, uh, depending where you are on your business, if you are mature, you know, your business is mature, it's been going for, say, five to ten years, you've got longevity, you've got a good reputation, you will be looking after different clients than, say, someone who's just started the business. So, again, look for the clients that you want, not what you need. Look for the clients that can actually pay you and know your value. It's about knowing that you 
you are worth it. And then if the clients who are picky, you know, don't want you, just send them to somebody else who actually is offering that kind of price. It's a fair way to do it, Dave. Absolutely. I mean, you, you can't win every customer. That's that's impossible. What you should do is focus on identifying the customers that you want and going after only those, right? That's a really good discussion, Dave, and, and I hope it's helped um, our listeners today. And, Dave, are you coming back for another interview anytime in the future? Because it's lovely to have you on board. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And I'm sure there are many, many more of these we can cover on other topics, too. So I, certainly I'd extend the invitation. Uh, if you're listening and you have some myths that you want explored, you know, get in touch. You can always email us at info at sbcncanada.org. Uh, fire them our way. We'll do our best to address them. As I say, we've we've had a you know a good number of years looking at these things. Now there's a few things we've picked up along the way. Well, that's all from us. We'll see you again soon, and have a wonderful day. Take care, everyone. Bye bye.